Now, because I'm a sensitive pastor, I knew that would be sad. So I brought something to make you laugh as well. I thought that might be a good transition. Does that sound good? We are, uh, we are in a series right now uh, called DNA that we've been looking at how God has created us and created us as people and uh, what he's made us for. And so before we dive into uh, this morning's uh, kind of focus area of that, I want you to imagine with me wherever you are. Imagine for a moment this kind of world, a world where no one has ever heard of the name of Jimmy Barnes or John Farnham. I want you to imagine that world for a moment. Now it might seem hard to imagine, uh, but there is such a world. In fact, I grew up in it. It's called the United States of America. <laughs> and somehow uh, they just are not known there at all. I hadn't heard of them until I got here. Now, the other night, uh, YouTube, with its amazing algorithms, uh, sorted out myself and my wife and showed us this video of someone. He does these. He's called That Singer, uh, that singer Dude or something on YouTube. And he just films his reactions to singers and music he's never heard before. He's a singer himself, and he lets people say, hey, you should check this out. And then he watches it, and you just get to see him experience some new music for the very first time. So this morning... Uh, as we get into this, I, I've brought for you a, a cut-down version of getting to see uh, th this singer guy, this singer dude, uh, react here for the very first time, uh, in his words, John Farnham and, uh, <laughs> and Jimmy Barnes. So have a look at this. Have a look at this. What we got here? Oh. Something is wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My baby. Hold up. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, we're gonna go back. We're gonna go back because you, you didn't tell me that they had had soul like this. This is my kind of music. Something is wrong. My baby. Baby. We've been through so much together. Bro. Where did you find them from? Where did you find them from? Who are these guys? Where are they from? What's the group? We gotta, I mean, I'm talking about the, y'all know me. Y'all know the kind of music that I like. Y'all know how my voice is. The grit and growl is what gets me, period. If you do that, you got me already. But who? We've been through some. We've been This this dude has been eating yams. He has been eating collard greens, cornbread, pig feet, or something. He's been doing what he needs to do when it comes to eating the right soul food to get that kind of voice. Yeah, I... Just what you mean to me now. Now. Oh, you just. Oh, you just wouldn't understand. I will walk out of here and break stuff outside. I will break everything outside. Let the police come. I will, I, man. Oh, you just wouldn't understand. And the people say. Who are these dudes, bro? Oh, they say she oh. 
white dudes I've ever seen in my life. I don't know who they are. I don't know what these voices are. These are the most soulful voices, period. Period. Same thing. I have no clue what the f I don't bro. Bro, these are the greatest singers I've ever heard, bro. These are some of the greatest male vocalists. Did you what what is what is happening here? With my baby. I can't. Because he is they are two of the greatest singers I've ever heard in my life. Male vocalists. I don't know where they're from. I don't know who they are. Why have I never heard this song? I'm not even about to lie to you. That was probably the one of the best four minutes and 59 seconds that I've ever had on my channel. I can't even get their voices out of my head. Oh, how great is that? Can you imagine if you could hear him for the very first time? And here's what I love about when I, when I saw this. Here's what I love about this. You know what? Uh, it made me, me want to ask this question. You feel like this guy is going, how, how did people not tell me about this? How did I go my whole life and I never got to hear about this? And, and here's my question for you today. It's this question. Who are you holding out on? Who are you holding out on? And what we're going to be talking about today is that one of the things you and I, if you're here and you're a follower of Jesus, one of the things we were created for is to share that joy which we have been given with others. It's something we sometimes call evangelism. And some of you may be going, whoa, 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 evangelism. That is not what I was made for. And you got all kinds of pictures in your head of what that looks like or feels like or is all about. But what I want you to understand today is that if you're a follower of Jesus, you've been created to share some good news with the world. And what we're going to look at today is maybe a fresh picture of what that can mean. You know, you watch this guy and just realize uh, in this moment, and you know what he ends up doing if you go to his channel? He ends up doing just a deep dive on like every song ever uh, by John Farnham and Jimmy Barnes. He just goes through them all, and he just is absolutely, you know, it's not too strong to say. Apparently, his life is transformed by the whole experience. You and I, if we are a follower of Jesus Christ, if he has done something in our lives, we are actually called to share that with the world. Uh, you know, Matthew chapter 5 gives us this picture. Familiar words if you're familiar with the scriptures, uh, but maybe we can hear them in a fresh way today. Jesus talking to uh, those listening, he says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it on a stand so that it can give light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. 
Can I tell you something? You were created. Jesus says you are created to give and share light in this world. You are created to uh, take that light of whatever God has done in your life, you were created to now go shine it in the world. You know, the, you know, if we go back for a moment, the picture in this kind of video and that experience, it, it, isn't it amazing uh, how, uh, maybe you've heard, you know, we, if you're from Australia, you know these songs and these voices and these artists. But somehow, hearing it through the passion of another person, did you hear it in a fresh way? Can I tell you something? Uh, Sometimes what we need most is to realize that we have been given an extraordinary gift. If we are a follower of Jesus, his light has come into our life, and we are to now, in a fresh way, give expression to what he's done for us. You You don't experience light and then hide it. Jesus' picture is a pretty simple one. You're the light of the world. And he's saying, you all, my followers, you all. We don't have a a plural for you in in English. We just say you, but in the Greek, it's plural. He's saying, you all are the light of the world. You're like a city on a hill that you can't be hidden. So don't hide that light. I wonder, how many of us are holding out that, that for whatever reason, we don't want to share that light? Maybe it's sometimes because we've lost touch with how great that light has been for us. It becomes so familiar. We don't feel it or hear it or then share it quite the same way. But make no mistake, you and I are called to be the light of the world. You know, this picture comes up over and over in the scriptures that we are made to bring light. I love how uh, Paul puts it in Ephesians 5, 12 to 13. He writes these words. He says, Everything exposed by the light, often the scriptures talk about the gospel being the light. He says everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. If your life has been illuminated by the gospel, you become a light. He says this is why it said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. He's trying to give this picture that our lives are to be about being illuminated by the gospel, and now sharing that light so that others can awaken to the goodness of who God is. He says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. He's talking about here, so live your life in such a way that you walk in the light, are illuminated by the light, and share the light with others. You know, in uh, 1 Corinthians, uh, or 2 Corinthians chapter 4 to 6, it puts it this way. It says, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, the beginning of the scriptures for us is God bringing light out of the dark. He has shown in our hearts, his light has shown in our hearts if we know him, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. So do you understand with me today? Our lives as followers of Christ, over and over again, the scriptures will tell us they are about receiving the light, the good news of the gospel, letting it change, do something in us, and then sharing and shining that light where we go so that others could not have to spend their life, you know, one day going, you know, hey, why didn't anyone tell me about this? Why didn't anyone, why, how did I go this far? Who is this Jesus, who is this? Like, what is this? You, try, you know, 
our lives are to shine the light. You know, the best way, and here's what I want us to get today as well, that the best way to bring light to other people is to be light. You know, the, 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 this guy in the video, you cannot help but be infected by his passion for what he's experiencing. And, and he's just, that is just there. He sees it, he feels it, and he's sharing it with the world because he's not manufacturing it. It's just he's appreciating it. And he's not sticking his passion under a bowl and saying, well, I'll just kind of keep it cool and I'll just make a few comments here. He's just going, I'm just going to let you see what's inside here, right? You know, the thing I, I think it is the big question for us to ask today if you are a follower of Jesus is, why do we sometimes perhaps take the light we've been given and stick a bowl over it? Jesus says, you can't, you can't do that. You can't take light and then put a bowl over it. Why would you do that? You should let that light shine. You should let that light shine. I'm going to write a song about that. I'm going to write a song, and it's going to be called This Little Light of Mine. I'm going to let it shine. It's inspiration. It's the music channel guy. It's, you know, I'm... But Jesus says don't do that. You know, so why would we do that? Why would we do... Why would we... Why did Jesus feel the need to say, I want to make sure you know this. I want to make sure... You're not tempted to, to cover that light. You know, I think one of the reasons we sometimes maybe don't shine the light uh, the way Jesus might dream for us or the way we might even dream for ourselves is because sometimes we, we can get a little bit confused about what it means to shine that light. We can get a little bit confused of, of what it looks like. Uh, like I said, the, the scripture is really kind of clear on this idea of evangelism, and that's a word that means good news. Now, we hear the word evangelism, and, and because of all different reasons, that word can feel like a hot button, or it can feel like a, whoa, 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 that's not me, or that's a Bible basher. That's somebody who takes a Bible and bashes it over someone's head, and my Bible's on my phone, and so that, this has got, like, damage written all over it. That's just not a, a good idea. There's all kinds of reasons we could think, no, that's not for me, but do you know that word? It just means good news. It means if you found some good news, make sure you share it with people. And so why, why sometimes do we go through life like, I don't know if I could, I don't know them well enough. I'm not sure if I could, if I could have the right to kind of speak or, or say anything. Or, or what if they respond a certain way? Or, or what if they ask me about dinosaurs? And so I better just, you know what, I don't want anybody asking me about dinosaurs. So I'm going to stick a, a bowl over it and I'm just not going to go there. You know? Hey, if you're afraid of the dinosaur question, you know, sometimes you ever been a ride with your car and they ask you some question and you're like, you know what? I just don't have time to go into this with you right now. <laughs> you know, like, that's okay. Here's the thing. Our goal is not to try and explain every single question to the world. Our job is just to shine some light. You know, that one of the pictures that we're given, Jesus gives his followers in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, his final words of kind of Jesus before he left for his followers, he says, so here's what I want you to do. Here's how it's going to work. Here's how you can beat that light, that city on a hill. Here's how you're going to shine that light. As he says in Acts chapter 1-8, these famous words, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you. Jesus says, that's how you're going to get lit up. This is how the light's going to shine in our life. God's going to give us his spirit. And, and we're not just going to hear about something good out there. God's going to put that, his very presence and power and his light into our lives. And he says, so when the Spirit comes upon you, then you will be my witnesses. Let me hear, wherever you are, let me say the word witnesses. 
witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the way to Perth, the very end of the earth. That's what's going to happen. You know, I, I, I want to remind you, sometimes we think, you know, how I, I'm afraid I'll have to explain this or I'll have to explain that. Jesus just said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go shine the light you've been given and just be my witnesses. Do you know one of the most beautiful freeing things is to realize, uh, you know, who Jesus is is a question that in many ways uh, it does. It demands in a response or decision by every human being. It has to reckon with who is Jesus. Sometimes, though, we can get confused about our part in the process of allowing people to have an opportunity to respond. Sometimes we think Jesus wants us to be uh, like his defense team. You know, like Jesus needs us out there, like defending him. No, 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 here's all the reasons why Jesus is who he says he is. Here's all the reasons. And here, let me answer all your questions and let me defend. And, and there's a time and a space for that. And sometimes conversations call for uh, what's called in, in theological terms apologetics and giving explanations. And, but here's the, the challenge is, by and large, oftentimes people can end up feeling like we got to be Jesus' defense team. And our job is to be out there in the world telling them why Jesus Kind of, we're defending him. Jesus doesn't need, let me let you know, he does not need a defense team. He's not afraid of the questions of the world. He's not afraid of, of, uh, of you know, the, the moment or the age that the church finds itself in. He needs no defense. And so don't ever feel you've got to defend him to someone. He didn't ask you to be his defense team. He asked you to be his, his witness. Sometimes we can feel like, oh, we got to be the, the prosecutors and we got to help people understand their life and why you need this and, 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 and get them to that place where they'll feel like, yes, okay, I'll submit. I'll, you know, we're, like we're prosecuting. Jesus does not need us to be his prosecution. He doesn't need us to try and bring conviction to people. We cannot do that. Jesus just said, go be my witnesses. A witness is somebody who speaks and shares of what they have heard or experienced. A witness is so simply someone who's just able to say, here's what happened to me. And sometimes I think we need to just be reminded, and Jesus is like, just go be my witnesses. You know what I love was the way that guy in the video, he was just witnessing to us of everything he felt <laughs> about John Farnham and Jimmy Barnes' voices. He just, this is how this is making me feel. This is what I, I'm hearing here. And he just, he just let us in to what he was thinking and hearing and experiencing. And in so doing, he caught all of us up in his passion. I, this week, I, I have someone gave me, when I got a record player for my 40th birthday, I got a record player. And one of the first records I was given was Whispering Jack. Now, I'd never heard of Whispering Jack. And... Uh, and this week, I watched this, and I was like, I got to go put on Whispering Jack. <laughs> like, just by hearing someone's passion, at times, that's what actually draws you in. No one gets drawn in by, if he gave us a standard defense of why these were the two greatest vocal singers in the history, none of us would have been drawn in, would we? 
If he tried to tell us, I want to show you all the stuff you're listening to that is actually lame. You know, <laughs> here's all the stuff, you know, you're listening to, you're listening to this pop music. And no, 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 he didn't, he didn't like go off on here's all the stuff you're doing wrong. He just went far out. Listen to this. And it draws you in. Oh, I love, I want to tell you something. What if, what if being the light was as easy as just going out there and being a bit more like that guy? What if that was all it was? And you never felt like, man, I'm going to have to explain this to people, defend this to people, help them understand exactly. What if it was just, I'm going to go be a witness? Now, the thing you got to remember is what we read in Corinthians. Well, it's like this. We have to, if we're going to be a witness, so often it's about, you know, the, the best thing you can do if you want to start to be a witness is not go, right, here's another thing I should do, should do, should do. No, no, no. Go get in touch with what God's done for you. Go try to hear his voice in a fresh way. Go try to remember what life was like before you found the light. Because sometimes we get so accustomed to it, we forget how extraordinary it is to live in the light. You know, as a church, we believe this is what God brings his people together to do. We believe we're called to be a city on a hill. We're not just individuals. We are a city. We are meant to be this community of followers of Jesus that are just, just shining that light everywhere. And we're walking around just going like, bro, I don't even know what is going on. You know, just that sense within us that cannot help but speak of what we've seen and heard. This is what God wants for us. Do You know, as a church, we try to, to work through how, how do we be that City on a hill, and I want to I want to share a couple shifts that I think are here's here's some shifts that I think are so important today, and and so much research will show us about actually how to shine Jesus' light in today's world. There are some shifts because the world's in a different place than where it was, and some of the things that might freak you out about it are actually uh, they're they're because kind of the world around us has changed, and some of our approaches need to change. I want to just share with you three shifts that I think will help you if you are someone who at times feels nervous or I don't know about that or I'm not sure about sharing my faith with others. I want to tell you just three shifts that I think will help you with some of the biggest barriers people experience. The first is this, is to realize that shining God's light, to make a shift from seeing it as a one-on-one -on -one endeavor and to see it as a more like a team expression. You know, the idea of sharing the light or people sometimes reaction to evangelism is like, I feel like I'm going to have to sit down and one-on-one -on -one explain everything uh, in the Bible to them and make sure I get it all right and don't leave something out and, and, and can answer it. And so we think it's like this one-on-one -on -one moment when actually we are called to be witnesses together. We're actually called to, be a, to, to engage this more like a team. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier about, uh, you know, all to one, and actually, you know, you may not uh, be a part of the, the Alpha specifically that day, but when you're part of this church and community, you are now being a part of shining that light just by not holding it on to yourself. There's all kinds of ways together that we can do things, but realize shining that light is meant to be much more about a team than just a one-on-one. -on -one. The second ship uh, is about realizing that shining the light is more about helping people experience it and less about having to explain it. 
I think that is one of the greatest reasons people are afraid to engage in conversation. They feel like, you might feel like, I got to explain it all. I got to answer the questions about dinosaur. I got to answer the questions about this. I got to answer the questions about that. Do you know what? Faith is best experienced, not just explained. Are, are there times we try and help people? Of course. There's time for articulating certain things and explain. But that is what people need is to experience before they get it explained often. And people want to know. Can it, does, this thing, does this thing work? Does it produce loving people? You know, does it, is this, can I taste and see that this is good? We need to help people experience, not just explain things to them. And I think that's really freeing because you don't need to feel like you'll just kind of maybe leave one thing or get it wrong or you explained it right. That's, no, we do this together and we help people experience, not just explain. And then the, the third one is around this idea of what we often talk about, which is helping people belong before they believe. And, and the idea of helping people belong before they believe is really about this idea of, you know, most people, this is the reality, end up coming to faith. We sometimes have a picture that people coming to faith in Jesus will always be like Paul on the Damascus Road and bang, hit by light, one minute this, next minute that. That framework sometimes gets locked in, but that's not the majority experience of faith. Most people, research will show you, come to faith gradually rather than suddenly. And if you walk through Jesus' ministry, majority of what you'll watch is a more gradual transformation of people and a very gradual coming to understand exactly who he was. So one of the things that we realize as well is it's not always about how can I help you have this moment from here to there? And sometimes we almost falsely try to jam our own faith stories into that narrative without realizing that actually God often just works gradually. And at a certain point, uh, for many of us, we just kind of went, I just believe in Jesus. I'm just following him. Do you know, these kinds of shifts, they're a big part of the reason. So here's how some of this plays out for us as a church. This is a big uh, part of the reason, these kinds of shifts, why we focus on Alpha. So Alpha is something we do. So I want to get real specific for a moment here if I can. Here's how you and I together as a church can shine the light of Christ in real and meaningful ways. I hope that each of us, when we scatter into our workplaces, our homes, our cities, I hope we all shine the light and can feel a little bit more free to just share the goodness of who God is in our life. But then there's some beautiful ways we come together as a community to be that city on a hill that's shining that light. And, and the first one of those I want to talk to you about is Alpha. This is why we lean into Alpha as a church, because Alpha does all of these things. It allows us to help people uh, begin to belong before they believe. Um, you got to shift that photo because that's me and it's like a, it's a weird kind of paradox in the time continuum if I'm up here and on the, anyway, just kidding. Thank you. That was, the, uh, but the, the idea uh, of this uh, is that it allows people to gradually begin to experience who God is. And it allows people to experience community. It's why it launches with a party. It allows people to get a taste for this is what it's like when this light is in your life. And it, it allows people to sit around a table and not have something just to explain to them, though truth is presented, but it allows people not to have it just explained to them. It allows them to have conversation and ask questions. And I just want you to know, this is why as a church we're always kind of going, how can we engage more people and invite them along? 
and share that light. I was chatting with one of our uh, young adult guys this week, and he told me uh, there was someone in his workplace. And this person, he'd been, he'd been thinking about inviting him, and but the person was finishing in their job, so he was like, I'm going to make sure this person who would have described themselves as an atheist. And so he was inviting them to Alpha and explaining to this person, here's what it is. And he was telling me about how great it was for this person to go, you know what, yeah, I wouldn't go on a Sunday. I'm probably not going to show up to that. But that idea of sitting around a table and eating dinner and, and getting to ask questions and, this, and our young guy was like, yeah, you can ask whatever you want. You can say anything. I was like, really? I could say anything? He's like, now that, yeah, I could get around that. And so the next Alpha, just so you know, will be starting uh, after Christmas. And I just want to encourage you as a person, if you're a part of the tribe at True North, uh, always be looking for, and out of that place of who can I share this good news with, are you looking for people to just go, hey, and you don't have to explain it, but you just have to be willing to go, this is awesome. And, he, and, 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 you know, our young guy was able to share with him, this is the difference. This is what it feels like in my life. This is what it's about. And that person got caught up in their excitement and what it was happening there. And said, oh, all right, I'm in for the next one. All of us can be a part, but it just requires us realizing we carry around within us this extraordinary gift, the light of the gospel. And we have to be reminded how, how beautiful and extraordinary that light is. And realize we don't have to be all on our own trying to be these lone rangers having to have a, you know, achieve X, Y, Z on a sheet. We can just be part of a, a tribe of people, a community of people who welcome others to the table and say, have a taste of this. You know, the, 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 I want to give you two more ways that, that we, we shine light. Uh, one of the reasons I mentioned Alpha Day, even though it's not happening right now, is because we're coming up to our Christmas season. And you can tell that by the decorations that are coming out and all those things. And we're coming up to our Christmas season as, you know, carols is ahead of us. And, and our goal through the things we do with carols and, and, the, and the different things we have all through Christmas is to build bridges to people so that they can taste and see. We're not trying to explain it all to people. We're not trying to go, here's what you got to kind of sign up for today. But what we do through our carols events is we allow people to taste and experience how good God is. And we're, we're, we're building, you know, one of the greatest things, if you don't know this about our, our carols events, is that it, this is one of the reasons why we do this as a team, is by together bringing these, these moments into people's lives, we help build trust and who a church is. If you don't know this, if you live in the northern suburbs, I, I would wager the, uh, the amount of people who are aware of, have either experienced or have a loved one who's experienced uh, one of our Carol's events, it is like off the charts. And, and here's what happens. Here's what I find, I don't know if you do as well, but when I'm in the community, if I'm talking to someone and we're starting to have a bit of conversation or I want to invite them to Alpha or, or to church or to some event of ours, if they're kind of like a little bit lost on who we are, I'll often say, have you ever heard of or been to the Heathridge Carols? Or have you ever been to the Yanship Carols? Almost inevitably, that person has either been at some point or they're like, oh, my cousin, my neighbor, my mom, my dad. Like, and, and here's what it does if you don't realize this. Then if I say, and, and the same will be true, oh, well, here's something else we're doing. It allows that person to go, oh, actually, I've been to the kind of things you do. I feel comfortable there. I'm okay there. It builds trust and a bridge to a world that feels skeptical about who the church is. 
And people will, you know, my wife and her mother's group, someone was talking about, they were talking about, she's, you know, in a group with moms and has baby and all that kind of stuff. And, and one of the people was just talking about, oh, yeah, and they do the, they do the carols, and it's so good because it's not too full on. <laughs> you know? And she knew what she meant. Like, this mom was then inviting, not Lisa, but this mom with no church or faith background is inviting all the other moms to one of our carols events. Because a bridge has been built. Trust has been established. And you cannot shine light where there's no sense of trust. And so here's what, when, when you hear us ask, would you join a team? Would you be a part of serving uh, at the carols? Would you be a part? What we're saying is, can we do this together? As a community, can we create a space to welcome people so that they can begin to experience the light of the gospel? And you may not, it may not happen for you or, or your loved one that night or something, but you, just by being a part of that team, could actually be paving the way for someone else, someone else's loved one, someone else's connection, to encounter the light of the gospel. Isn't that an awesome thing? Isn't it a privilege to be part of, of the city on the hill that Jesus calls his church to be? Oh, it's, it, it, we have been given his light, and we have the joy of being able to shine that for others. I'll tell you one last thing we're going to do. 2022, just to let you know, because some of you are going to want to be part of this. Uh, as many of you know, we've been uh, working with uh, what was City Church of Christ. Now uh, we're taking on as, as True North in the city. And in 2022, we've been working towards a plan. We're going to be launching a brand new a PM service in the city. It's going to meet at Ross Memorial Church, which is a beautiful church just in the west of the city. Uh, that's a picture of it. It looks a bit different than our other uh, locations. It's a beautiful, extraordinary place. The people actually in this church have been praying for a, a, someone who would come and begin to do some more outreach-focused things. It's an extraordinary kind of sense of God being at work. And so we're going to be launching a, a PM, an evening service that is going to be the replanting of what's happening uh, in the city in 22. And I tell you that to just say, I don't know if you know this, but you might go, why are we doing this? Why, are we, why, you know, why go through the effort? You know, why, you know, there's a lot of good TV on on Sunday nights. Why would we go through all, uh, all this effort? Uh, I don't know if you know this, but new uh, churches, new locations, new campuses, new works of churches, uh, research, the biggest research kind of done on this about three, four years ago showed they grow, churches grow fastest, whether it's a brand new church or campus or, or new site, whatever it is, grow 175% faster in their first five years than any other time in their history. Now, here's what that reminds us. Um, there is just something about what happens when you launch new things that keeps the gospel going. And that's why as a church, we will never stop trying to launch new works and new things. And be a part of renewing or revitalizing, going, hey, let's just try something new. Why? Because for whatever reason, it allows the light to shine to more people. And so some of you, if you want, the cool thing as well about we're going to be launching in the evening, you could actually stay uh, fully invested and engaged where you are in, in our morning services, whatever location or, or online or that kind of thing. But you might want to go in 22, you know what, I'm going to give six months to Sunday evenings, or I'm going to give 12 months. I'm going to be a part 
of the team that is just going to create the space to see the gospel just shown in a new area and see what God does. So I'd love to invite you to be even considering that. You'll hear more about it in 22. But here's what I want us to just be reminded of today. Wherever you are, up in Marowat, online, right here. When we are a part of, of Jesus, the church that Jesus is building, his community. You can take that down. I don't want people to get confused if, uh, if you've got a photo up. I just, want, I just want you to, you can put up the slide. If you're wherever you are, put up the slide that says who you're holding out on. Okay, put, it out, put that up. This is my question. Let's not hold out on anybody. Let's not, let's not take the light we've been given and in any way, shape, or form put a bowl over it. Let's not feel, and let's not feel pressured like, okay, that means I got to stop. No, no, let's just be people who freely and joyfully go, man, the light of the gospel has shone in my heart. And I just want to let other people experience that. I'll pray. I'll serve on teams. I'll share with anybody. I'll, I'll say, hey, yeah, you don't got to believe what I I just want you to know this is what it's been like. This is how I found freedom. This is how I found hope. This is how I found strength when I thought I had no more strength. It's through Jesus. We don't got to convince, but let's just be people who shine that light. Could we do that together? Could we do that together? You know, I'm going to invite you to stand up where you are. Wherever you're at, stand up with me. We are coming into a season of the year when people feel more open and receptive to the light of the gospel than almost any other time here. I think what a great moment to stop and to say, Lord, we want to pray that this Christmas season, uh, how many people know the supply chains aren't going to work? So nobody's getting presents this year, all right? <laughs> how many people know that? There ain't no presents this year. Uh, you know, there's, there's, it's just not going to happen. But we got something better, don't we? We're going to be people who shine the light of the gospel. And could we pray together? You know, I want to pray for you. I want to pray wherever you are that you would feel a fresh sense of the light, the goodness of who God is in your life. And I want to pray that God would allow us to so shine that light that allows others to, to feel the way that guy felt about the first time he heard Jimmy Barnes. We want people to be able to have that feeling to just go, I don't have to go through life alone. You mean to tell me there was someone who loved me and came for me? who wanted to bring forgiveness and wanted to bring hope, who wanted to help me through my darkest days and valleys and, and lead me to living water. We want people to know that. We want it to bleed out of us. We don't want to be going, hey, we should do this. We want it to just be who we are because we know God brought us hope. He brought us light when we were in the dark. And we get the... We get the privilege and the joy of being those people who know, so let's not hold out on anybody. Would you bow with me? I'm going to pray. And if you want to be part of this prayer, just open your hands. As a church, as a tribe, as a community, we're going to pray for a fresh rekindling of the joy of the light. Sharing that light be our greatest joy and privilege. Lord Jesus, you tell us that we're to be your witnesses. And you tell us that we're going to be able to do that when you send your Holy Spirit in power. So, Lord, today we pray, let your Holy Spirit come in power in our lives. Inflame our hearts. Give us great love for you. Uh, give us a fresh reminder of the goodness of your gospel. A fresh reminder of the goodness of your love in our lives. Empower us. Light us up. Illuminate us. Illuminate our lives. 
that, Lord, wherever we go, that same light would shine out from us and into the lives of others. Lord, make us that city on a hill. Let your light shine out of this place that, Lord, we might see, we might see, Lord, so many, so many who can taste and see that you are good, that we might see many whose, whose eyes are opened to the light of the gospel. Can't do it on our own. Come, Holy Spirit, light your church up. Let your light shine out of us now and forever in Jesus' name. And everybody agreed, said, amen. Amen. amen.